Welcome back once again to what our listeners have generously called a podcast on the internet. It's the No Class Podcast with Eddie and your friend Matt. What are we going to talk about today, Matt? A whole lot of NTRPG. That's the North Texas RPG Con out of Dallas. Mike and Doug, it's their baby. And this is the... 11th year if i remember correctly this is the 11th year it is our eighth year to attend which i can prove by showing you all the little lanyards around our bags he has precisely eight lanyards well let's jump in this is the first time that we've gone on wednesday night and this was the longest of ntrpg cons for us we went in on wednesday night and stayed a little later than usual on sunday but we're going to try and take it chronologically, so let's hear about Wednesday. Well, you know, Wednesday we weren't rushed, which was nice. There was some inclement weather. Um, we all loaded up uh, in my truck and, and uh, went over, and it was, it was actually a pleasant drive. We went through some rain, but then it got clear. It was really nice, beautiful skies when we got there. Uh, we strolled in, and, you know, not everyone's there Wednesday, but of our friends that we've seen through the years it was great to you know say hey and shake their hands and you know it was it was it was kind of nice because then we could wake up thursday unrushed and get a full day of gaming on thursday where normally we only get one or two games so that was nice now before you move off of wednesday right don't forget we actually got in a game yeah we we actually we did get it wednesday yeah, yeah it was before old school absolutely with doug uh-huh. and he showed us a game that he used to play with his friends when they were like eight wasn't yeah, it? yeah this this was before D was even a thing and it's it's this really cool old um like tin container that looks like a castle and inside it's got those large uh what would that be 56 millimeter i mean you know the bigger like the old army men figure size but they were vikings and knights and really cool old figures and then it had like some horses and like a camp set and little catapults. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was really neat. And we, he, they back then they didn't have, you know, any dice other than D6s. So they used playing cards. And they basically played war. And they didn't even think about using the dice, by the way. I thought that was yeah, funny. That is funny, yeah. Which dice are so integral, you know, to gaming. But, um, yeah, they used, uh, they basically played war, you know, which, and, yeah. And they figured out hit points. And again, kind of funny is they had six hit points. The good yeah. guys had six points. The monsters had six points. Everybody had six hit points. But no one ever thought to use a die six. But nobody thought about a die six. <laughs> I mean, for some reason. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, and it's funny was the game master, they called him the dealer because there were cards involved. So it's like, I'll be the dealer and I'm going to run a scenario for you guys. And then they'd like pass it to the left. And that guy like, now you're the dealer. What's the scenario? And these guys would conjure up their own little adventure, their little scenario. So they were conjuring up little mini D&D adventures as kids, not even knowing that eventually, you know, yeah. The thing about that is like when you played army men as a kid or knights and monsters or whatever, mm-hmm. did you ever codify it that much? No, and but that's brilliant, man. That's awesome. That makes you wonder about the type of analytical mind that Doug has. And Doug's a die. He's a gamer. He even talked about when he was deployed to, was it Korea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that over there they were, you know, at some outpost and bored out of their mind, and he made up some other games using a deck of cards. Football. Yeah, a football game using a deck of cards. Which, think about that, is you could say, hey, this is uh, Dungeons and Dragons or Monsters and Mazes or, you know, call your game whatever fantasy thing you want to. Mm-hmm. But 
if you want to get a bunch of guys to play it, you probably can take that same thing and reskin it and go, this is football. Oh, I'll play yeah. football. I'm not playing this silly little dungeon game you've got, but right. you know, if it's football. It's fantasy football. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that funny? It, yeah, it is. That's cool. But no, we really appreciate Doug sharing that with us. Um, he, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And he made souvenir NTRPG oh, deck yeah. of cards, yeah, sweet which I don't cards. know how many there are, but like we've got some edition. and you don't. Yeah, exactly. They're pretty as, rare. As I'm drinking out of my 10th year NTRPG mug, one of my favorite coffee mugs. Delicious. Having a little <sighs> sip you know making that. that ah into the microphone that all the listeners <sighs> will appreciate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's better than some other noises I can make. But um, so that was like Wednesday segueing into Thursday. Um, so Thursday we played in the morning. We played um, God's Goal, uh, DCC, uh, imprisoned in the God's Goal. Guy Tim Laughlin wrote it, ran it. I mean, ran, really nice guy. Did a great job. Who was, wrote it? Was oh, that a Michael Curtis? My, that is a Michael Curtis gig, so. absolutely. And uh, really, it was neat. Um, uh, uh, yeah, we had a good time. You'll probably shut me down completely on this. But I can't think of a lot of DCC that we've played together. No, sadly. It's usually me running or you running. Yeah. But we're usually not on a DCC table together. So that was a treat. Um, and there, there were some, you know, we game with some fun people. You know, I'm going to step on a landmine here. Here it comes. Whenever. Here it comes. But I really wish people would reconsider having children that are below the age of 12 at tables. Oh, I thought you meant ever. No, just, you know, ha-ha. But anyway, um, because, I mean, in this case, the, the poor kid was bored, and he wasn't involved. He's, when it's his turn, we come around, he's playing with his phone. And he's, it's, it's apparently, you know, his parent is making him stay at the table. I mean, so you're literally uh, uh, punishing your kid. And they're distracted, you know, uh, and, and it's just sad to think that somebody who would be engaged with the game and would enjoy it, you know, um, you know, you can't because that slot's taken up by a kid who really apparently doesn't want to be there. And so that just kind of aggravates me. I'm just going to, that's one of my little, but don't get me wrong. There's some friends of ours, Jason and Gus. Gus is, I assume, around 11, 12, 13, but he's very precocious. He's very attentive. You know, when his turn comes, he's on it. He makes, you know, good decisions for a kid of that age. I mean, yeah, he does some stuff that makes you laugh, but he's never been... You know, that kid disruptive? Yeah. You know, inattentive? Disruptive or inattentive ever. He's a joy to have at the table. Gus can play at my table anytime, but I think he's the exception, not the rule. Well, I would say kids definitely have a place in gaming. Oh, I know. Don't get me wrong. I, absolutely. Which is kind of unlike as we were coming up. You yeah. never saw kids at the gaming table. Yeah. Well, other than we, I was kids when I played D&D. I, was, but I, I mean, started when I was like 9, 10, 11, You weren't going to be some 50, 60, whatever old dude and have an eight-year-old on the table right, that wasn't right. happening yeah but what i think is people need to take some responsibility on what games they put their kids on thank you there was a and this was cool once again doug and mike innovators next level stuff brilliant they had a children's game everyone at that table was a child and someone who's very patient ran the game for them with the expectations of running a game for a child I think that's awesome. So I'm not saying kids shouldn't be gaming. Oh, I think that's brilliant. They're the next generation. We've talked about this. I don't want this to be a dying hobby. And I think, I, I'm not saying kids The children are, are our future. Thank you. But just 
kind of know your child and, and don't put everybody else through and that. And know the game. Yeah. You know, don't don't be a jerk and go, well, my kid's going to be, you know, a little goober over here, but whatever. You got to deal with it because I won't. It's like, come on, man. If you're going you know. through some kind of death trap dungeon, yeah. everybody's got to stay frosty. Yeah. Everybody's got to bring their A game. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. not necessarily the game yeah. for little Billy and how to, you know, that kind of ruins the game for other people. Get me wrong. The, if, if this person should ever hear this, kid seems like a sweet kid. I mean, he's, but he's a kid. It's not that he's a bad kid. He was, he was not rude or anything or a brat or whatever. No, he was a sweet kid, but he just was not engaged with the content, which is not the GM's fault. We enjoyed it, but it was just because he's an eight, nine year old kid. You know I mean? It's, and he's, you know, whatever. I think we've belabored the point. Well, now. to kick the horse one last time, yeah. what I would like to see is something like uh, the tabletop event system that they use and we use to run our cons through. If there was something that it would come up and say, hey, are are you over 18? Are you over 13? Mm-hmm. And then you could like color code those names in the list of players. So when you look to sign up for something, you could say, oh, this table has a couple of kids. So the people that want to avoid that sort of thing could. Right, yeah. Oh, I agree. Just it, so you, you are aware as well, because tabletop, you have no idea who these people are when you get on the table. Yeah. Tabletop events is great, but there are some ways that it could be better. <clears throat> um, but now Thursday night? Wow. Yeah, that was Thursday morning. That was Thursday morning. Thursday nights. So we had a nice break in between. And that's one thing this year we made sure we weren't rushed, trying to make our games you know, bump up against each other. Because it's nice to have a chance to you know, leisurely go – do some hygiene stuff, get a bite to eat, go interact with the vendors. A lot of great vendors love those guys uh, and gals and, uh, you know, peruse their goods and shake their hands and, you know, talk a little bit. Um, and it's just nice to have that time, which, which you know, we had that. Uh, but anyway, Thursday night, you want me to go or anyway? Go ahead. Yeah, that's when I did my, my tourney game. And uh, usually the first night of any con, like at our cons on Friday night, I do a tourney. On Thursday nights at NTRPG, because traditionally that's when we would, that was our first day there usually, I do a tourney there. And they've been pretty well received. This year I had a full table uh, of eight. We had a lot of fun. The game was, you know, fast paced and fun. And there was a lot of, you know, laughter and, and, you know, and there were shouts, yay, when that crit happened at the right moment. It was just a lot of fun. And my winners, it's a tournament game, where Paul Kinsler took first place, Todd Bradley, if I mispronounce it, I apologize, Todd. Um, it's either Brady or Bradley. He took second place, and Jessica Hinch or Jess took uh, third place, and uh, which she's one of the yeah the dragoons out of geez I want to say there is it Round Rock down there by Austin or yeah. they're in Austin yeah and are are there some in Houston maybe or am I brain farting? They may have like some sort of reserve members there, but yeah. I doubt anybody's driving over for their monthly meetings or whatever. Well, but right, hey, right. maybe they are. Who knows? But uh, but the dragoons are great. And uh, but anyway, we uh, we had a yeah, great. Yeah, no, uh, I'm gonna mess up names now. Uh, Jeff Webb. Uh huh. Yeah, he's yeah. there. One of the main men over Grand there. And Kumar then I think Jessica is the right hand man, so to speak. I think she's the kind of next in that chain of cool. command. So. Absolutely. Or else her, I think her spouse is maybe pretty high up in it, I hmm. think. But um, but we also had our buddies from West Texas, too. I mean, at least we had Mike and Kelly, and those, they're just great. I can't say enough good things about those guys. 
Um, but now it's like I have to decide. I've, but I'm retiring that adventure as well as it was received because I want to bring something new. So now I've got to come up with a new tourney mod, but I'll be racking my brain. If you want to send me some ideas, go for it. Well, you've really got to rotate and keep your material fresh, especially if it's mm-hmm. going to hit two to three cons a year. Yeah. Those kind of things do have to filter out, and I appreciate you do that. Oh, well, I mean, I, I want everybody to have a good experience. I want to keep it fun, but I, I like the comp, the competitive. I love the non-competitive games, but I love the tourney game, too. It's, so, it's mildly competitive. So would you say that was a kind of a more wild and full of laughs, lighthearted game? Yeah, that was the thing. Is I mean, nobody. it's, it's, it's a funnel. It's a, a zero-level characters. No one takes it too seriously, and I'm fine with that. And funny, we made that point. We see people that sometimes kind of go a little over the top on a game that was really meant to be kind of more serious and it's to me it's a little yeah it's, it's not entirely in the spirit of the thing you know but saying that going back to the the funnel oh yeah man it's just gonzo balls out just wild and crazy explosions you know and and just craziness you know and i'm and i think everybody appreciates that because you go into it knowing that's what kind of game it's going to be anyway so on the other side of that you had my thursday night game which was the grinding gear lamentations of the flame princess module Um, you kind of know going into that one what you're going to get and it's screwed (laughs) yeah i think what what did you say years ago like basically any of those modules from that system are are a great big f you to the players but 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 if they enjoy it it's it's you know right you've got to have a special kind of player and a special kind of party and one of the jokes that I always made is Matt would say, how come you never run any of these for us? And I said, those aren't the kind of modules you run for friends. <laughs> that you want to stay friends with. <laughs> you might punch me in the throat. You know? But you've got to have the right mindset on that. And for me, as somebody that wants to be challenged, and what I really appreciate about gaming is the survival aspect. Can you beat this dungeon? Can you get out alive? This is definitely one that those type of people would enjoy. Yeah, you pat yourself on the back if you survive with your insanity intact. So we had, I'm trying to think how long that one went, five, five and a half hours. They made really great progress. And in the end, TPK, but they all had a great time, which is the important part. Yeah, if you're having fun, it's all good. Uh, A lot of great players in that one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Warren specifically, a big Lamentations fan. So we chatted quite a bit through the con about that. And I'm kind of mixed on Lamentations in general, just because of how that company has shifted along yeah. from where they started. Yeah. That'll be one for another podcast, Right, but it's an interesting topic. Absolutely. And that does that conclude Thursday or we got something else to say about Thursday? No, that's, that's good for Thursday. I think. All right. Um, Roll it into Friday. So Friday, man, first thing we went and played aliens, which is like a board game um, with our good old buddy, Gary Oliver, which Nicest is a lot like Lamentations. Yeah. You agree to get <laughs> yeah. screwed over you're, 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 and crushed yeah. into the ground. What's hilarious is Brian, another buddy of ours, who Gary and Brian are very much heavily involved with making things go smoothly at NTRPG. So people give a lot of accolades to Mike and Doug as they should, but Brian, guys like Brian and Gary, they're the guys working behind the scenes to make it work. And a big thank you to them. And yeah, I, you know, Gary's accolades. really an unsung hero. Yeah, and Brian too, probably. I, you know, no, but not no. Brian. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Gary is the man holding it together behind the scenes right too, on. along with him. I've told him he's the glue, man. He's the glue for sure. So, but hey, yeah. 
This is this is your shout out, buddy. Right on. Good job on you. Hey, yeah, you're you're the man. And and on top of that, great job with the aliens. Oh, and man, he did 3D printed scenery that I'm telling you, there's no words sufficient enough for me to communicate through this microphone how beautiful because they were perfectly printed, looked great, and he painted them. And their painting is phenomenal. So the sea, so really, I mean, a, a good game's good, but when you've got those extra props. It really can take it next level. The the and, and the miniatures were really well painted, and he's smart. He put little bases on them with their name on them. Um, but anyway, it looked great. It was a lot of fun. And what's funny, Brian tells he comes in and said, you don't know this, but see how you're getting your butts kicked. And I, yeah, he goes, because uh, Gary's a nice guy, he's pulled back on the number of aliens that are supposed to spawn every round. So it's not, I mean, it's supposed to be even more brutal. Yeah. But we, we were we were holding our own for a long time, but finally the wheels came off. and Which and, uh, I think happens in every game. Oh, sure. Eventually the wheels just come off and you're done. Right on. But um, I played Apone from the movie, you know, Aliens. And, uh, and you played Frost? Nope. You weren't Hicks. I know that. Nope. And you weren't old uh, Game Over Man. Pharaoh. You played Pharaoh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so but what's funny, wisely, I think, both of us picked flamethrowers. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. and but, uh, but it's funny. I've been accused of being a power gamer, but I've never played. I didn't know anything about the characters, but I think Apone is one of the, the better characters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he uh, Oliver, because he's such a sweetheart, he allowed somebody to play Ripley, and apparently she's not supposed to be in that scenario because she's a total, you know, bad butt, whatever. Um, but anyway, we had a lot of fun with that. And then midday, I played Mutant Future because I post Apoc. That's my that's my jam, but uh, but I've never got to play it. I've had the book for like three years, but I played with uh, Glenn Hallstrom and he ran a game that was took place in the post apocalyptic Bayou, like in Louisiana. Which you know I love that because I'm from Louisiana. He was playing Zydeco music in the background and the sound of crickets and we were attacked by giant alligators. But the guy who gave us the job was a sentient mutant alligator. You know. And so, uh, and we had to fight pumpkin heads, uh, and you know things like that. We just, I love the the theme. He ran a great game. It was a lot of fun. I look forward to getting a chance to play with Glenn again. Yeah, I just wanted to put in one kind of unrelated note on here. Is a lot of times when we're talking about people by name, if it's players or private citizens or whatever you want to say, we'll yeah. just call them by first name. Mm-hmm. And if it's somebody in the industry or whatever we'll use full names a lot of time not that we're name dropping but at least they're already out there we haven't asked everybody hey would you like to be on our podcast yeah. would you like your name mentioned for the five people that are going to hear it so yeah. they're probably like they'd be probably like don't mention me on your podcast exactly but <clears throat> but sorry I'm, i do what i want all right so friday you go okay I hadn't thought about this at all until right now but going from the reactor room with the beautifully printed 3d board whatever you want to call it model i moved on to secret of the jade serpent uh that was run by chris haskins who is name drop name drop nord games those guys have been really supportive of us so definitely check them out yeah good guys anyway they had a good setup of what is it the dwarven forge yeah so he had a massive dungeon set out in dwarven forge and i was like you know i went from one beautiful set piece to another so that one had the nice ooh-la-la light-up lights. It had a serpent temple. Uh, it was the secret of the jade serpent. Hmm. And the secret was he brings pain. <laughs> <clears throat> I 
That's funny. That's but funny. It was a good group. In that one, we actually uh, had a moment where we had to go find someone at the con and get information from them. Oh, that's a nice twist. For example, I had to talk to the captain of the guard. I was like, all right, I've been here long enough to know that if anybody's going to be the captain of the guard, it's going to be Doug or Gary, which I think his shirt actually says security on it. Yeah. But that's the advantage of going to the con X Eight amount of years, years in a row and having a rapport with those guys. It's like, I'm going to get every single bit of information from that NPC. <laughs> Absolutely. But that was a really fun twist. It was a really fun game. So highly recommend it if you get a chance to get in a game with Chris there jump on it uh, my father-in-law John is the biggest here, fan yeah if he was here he <laughs> could never say enough good things that would be the whole podcast right there is him be him describing that game to you in detail oh yeah he loved it but yeah great game and then after that we diverge again to our own individual games that we run so take it away well um, I ran uh, uh, Evil of the Ancients once again, this is a Michael Curtis jam. Michael Curtis, he had... Basically, the theme was, okay, it's post-APOC, but I want it to be horror, to put a little twist on post-apocalyptic. And so, there are these evil entities that had breached over into the world right about the time of the of whatever the, post, the, the apocalypse that occurred. And so, the people in this like government research facility base or whatever, their sanities unraveled over the course of a day being in the presence of these powerful, psychic, otherworldly entities. And they basically turned on each other and ripped each other apart. And so there are these psychic residue, and the players are having these little, throughout as they play, they have more and more of these visions or whatever. And I and you, if you get a chance to play, it's a really fun game. I know a few of my players were like, I'm going to buy this, run this for my group. They, they had fun. But it was really fun for me because I slowed down. Like a lot of times I've been told I run a high-energy game. And I, I think... In my mind, I think, well, you're at a con. You want something special, not like a home game. So that's just kind of my mindset. So I'll run these like high octane. Like at the end of one game at Red River, a woman actually said, oh, my God, I need to slow my pulse down at the end of the game. I mean, it was just full throttle, you know. But for this, I pulled back and just sat down and just was very calm and, and you know, described the scenes or whatever because it was that slow burn building horror was what I was trying to get. And the narratives in that module are... I mean, you're talking about Michael Curtis can craft a horrific vision. vision uh, oh, yeah. Vision. I mean, at the end of describing some of these rooms, the players are just look at me like, what the, <laughs> you know, I'll leave that last part off. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was, I, I believe they enjoyed it. Um, I had some great players in that, and I had fun with it. Mm-hmm. It was a change of pace. Well, that brings it over to me. I ran one of the greatest modules known to mankind. Carnage of Casino. Oh, yeah. That's your by, baby. Yeah, written by me, so of course it's wonderful. Yeah. Just like in one of the previous podcasts, I said, every idea that I've ever had. <laughs> it's a gem, at least in my mind, so there you go. Uh, that one has just taken so many rewrites and revisions and trying to get it hammered out. So I had a couple of new things that I had added into this one, and I said, how's it going to go? I figured they'd be done through this one pretty fast. I figured... We had like a six-hour slot. I said it'd probably take you about two hours. Uh, They were flying through it in the beginning. It's definitely one where it's like, if you keep your hands in your pockets, you'll be out here in 30 minutes. It'll be resolved one way or another. Yeah. But they really just loved it. 
they kept wanting to go longer. They had defeated the mod, and they said, but we haven't checked everything out yet. We can go to the exit, or we can keep on going. You know they're having fun. So, they're yeah. begging you to play longer. They said keep on going. Uh, there was a new NPC that those of you that actually got to play it, I think, appreciated a lot. So that was his first appearance in the mod. But he's an, actually an old character of Eddie's. Yeah, and apparently he's a superstar. Oh, yeah. No, so. that's, I always loved that character. It broke my heart that that campaign never went anywhere, because you playing that character was a lot of fun. For you and for me as the game master. Well, yeah, I'll tell you a little secret of mine. The more backstory that I put into a character, the more that I flesh them out, the more that I like them, the less that I'll actually get to play them. So I think we played that one one, maybe two times, one. Yeah, well, the other players just... It fell apart. Post-APOC wasn't their jam. I mean, I'll just say that. I mean, either either you like something or you don't. And if you don't, you don't, you know. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, so but, that game... Yeah went really well well received and what's I cool had, is one of your players gave you a gift i thought how cool was that that we love to give away gimmies and swag we give away dice and we give away goodman game swag that we get for the purpose of distributing to our players and we love that we can do that but it was kind of uh, uh what's a good word uh i don't want to say sweet sweet how sweet oh, of you how sweet but it was just really nice that this guy showed up at your game and here i want Here's some, thank you for running a game for me. Boom, here's some swag for you, you know. That's kind of cool. But just to give a couple of shout-outs to the players, because this could easily turn us turn into us reading a list of all the people that were in our games. Yeah, you don't leave anybody out, but, I mean, we, we're kind of on a time schedule. But Matt C., thanks for that little gift. Uh, you and your buddy, great players. Really had a good time with you. Uh, talking about more like old friends, there's a new friend. An old friend was uh, Wyatt who I think was in your mall mall last year. Yeah, great guy. So kind of the opposite. Like you were saying, you turned your volume down. And was that a, with him? Yeah. Yeah, they're like a, a lot of games together. Yeah, they're, they're fun guys. What I don't like is when people just hang out all the time. It's kind of like, oh, if you see this one guy, you're going to find the other guy trailing right behind him. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I don't see how grown men live their lives like that. Sarcasm. Ha, ha. Anyway. But anyway, sounds like a good group. You, yeah, yeah, that's fun. Wyatt was in that with his buddy, so uh, doing the mall mall. Oh, and I was saying you turned your volume down. I think you slowed your pace down, whereas I had to ramp mine up for the carnage in the casino. You the nitrous. To yeah, keep everybody involved and pumped up, and that one was a laugh riot. Yeah, it paid off, man. Everyone's laughing, they're engaged. That's one thing. If players don't have their phones in their laps, I'm like, you're doing something right. But that kind of leads us off onto another conversation for another day is about what kind of con experience do you want? Yeah. Some people want a wild, <clears throat> rambunctious, anything goes, I'll never see this character again. Mm. Whereas for me, not that I don't like it, but I'd like a lot more of a challenge. I'd rather go through a really like, oh crap, we got to bring our A game instead of just guns blazing. Right. You but, know. you know, everything it's, in proportion. It's great when you're engaged with the story and you're kind of getting into the mindset of your character. You know, not thinking like, oh, well, I never play this character again, so I'm going to have him be suicidal and crazy and stupid. No, you know, this is, imagine this was you, okay, and play your character like that. But, I mean, but, or getting inside the, that character's head. That's, you know, that whole role-playing thing. But anyway, um, but yeah, so that was Friday. Anything else about Friday? I don't think so. I think we're safe for Friday right. now. So Saturday, to mention him again, Matt C., thank you very much. I appreciate it. He gave me one of those tokens as well. Yeah, you got sloppy cool. seconds. Yeah, we shut up. And um, But it was cool of him to give me a token. But what was interesting, when I was setting up for that game, a guy, Christian C., 
man, I hope you're feeling better. Get well, pal. But he came up and he was apologetic that he, he had, he'd signed up for every one of my games and wasn't able to attend any of them because he was sick the whole con. I hate that. I mean, that's you look forward to this con. It's once a year and he's sick. I, that's terrible. I hope he's feeling better. What a, what a great guy. And uh, Anyway, I hate he couldn't be in the games. Um, oh, just to go back and brag, Friday yeah. night, or was that Friday night that we were at for uh, my MCC that I was talking about? Uh-huh. I got the golden ticket dropped on me, baby. Oh, yeah. He had a golden I ticket I had to make player. a seat for somebody. Wow. So, That's yeah. one of the things they do at NTRPG. They sell a golden ticket, and if you haven't signed up for a game, you just walk in and flash so, that ticket. And, and they have to make space for you. So yeah. that kind of blew my mind. I'm just surprised they sell tickets there. So half the game can sell out before anybody else gets to it. So I'm always impressed when I sell one single ticket. I'm like, oh crap! I owe you. You you paid five dollars to sit here. (laughs) (laughs) I have to bring it, man. I got to give you at least ten dollars worth of swag or something. Or like a handier. (laughs) Yeah, but the golden ticket that was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Um, But anyway, um, but so I ran that game, and actually, that's one time when Eddie got to play Killer of Giants. Killer of Giants. It's by Forrest. Hope I'm not. Run his name uh, Aguirre, or, uh, but uh, anyway, really nice guy. I've chatted with him before. He wrote that it's a fun module. It'd be great in a campaign because we only maybe touched on one third of the content in that in that time frame we played. But it's a fun module. The guys had fun. I had fun. I've ran it twice now. I ran it long con last year, and the players they loved it. I did too. It's just someone's fun. always going to be the hooch wizard. Well, it's like, I'm, I'm starting not talking about name dropping uh, uh, Bill Barsh. We always laughed that we'd play in his competitive games every year, and it was the same NPCs every time. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got this stack of pre-generated third levels, but it's hard. You can't really pre-generate them like using a program. I've had to hand do it, so <laughs> I'm kind of lazy. So it's that same set of guys. I just plug the thumb drive in and print that. Oh, I, yeah, why group. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. So, no, there's pretty much always going to be a hooch wizard. You know? But that one's going to get taken, too. Oh yeah, somebody's yeah. definitely gonna that that one's not gonna sit on. But I will say, as far as I'm ever concerned, our friend uh, Justin L. Jason, sorry, my bad. Yep. Jason L. will be. He is the, the hooch wizard. Wizard. Oh Zeke, shout out there. Anyway, so I was in that one, so I don't have to say anything about it. Yeah. But this was the last game that you ran at the con. Absolutely. So I'll give you your props and say, I had a great time in the game. Everybody that I talked to coming out of the other games that you ran said they had a fantastic time. So, I'm as always, blushing. as Aww. always, Matt brung it, Aww. brought it at the con. Aww. Thanks, man. So, after that, we played what was, I can't speak for Eddie, but I know me. My Don't get me wrong. I loved everything I did and the games I got to play in. Everyone did a great job. But my favorite game by far. And if you read the Long Con Facebook post, you already know that he can speak for both of us because I did. Yeah. Blood in the Whiskey, which was ran by David Beatty, who right now has a current a Kickstarter going for Dark Trails is the game system. It's basically uses the DCC engine, but it's, it's, it's weird West. It's like Cthulhu meets Boot Hill or whatever. But uh, David ran an amazing game. He's just a really great guy. Um, he does. He, he made everybody at the table at ease. Um, there was some children at that table, but he found a way to really keep their attention and keep the little kids laughing. And so with they, fear, huh? With fear, you fear. <laughs> but yeah, but no, I mean, so and everybody was engaged. Everyone was attentive. Uh, a fun game and a great story. And I'll say, his writing and the way he described it was so invocative. Of all the games I played, I could really see the scene in my mind. Could you smell it? 
Yeah, maybe not that far, but I have no sense oh. of smell anyway, which is a blessing as a nurse. I can't smell. Um, uh-huh. Well, I'm going to reuse the line that I used on Facebook. If you can write something that makes me go, that's weird. You're doing something right in my book. Because he's a twisted bastard. Exactly. So if you could make him <laughs> say that. If I think it's weird, <laughs> yeah. it's weird. Yeah, because he's pretty, we're, we're both pretty jaded. I'll go ahead and say that. But, um, but yeah, we had so much fun. And so um, after that, and well, I'll mention. Before ahead. you do, go ahead. Yeah. the Kickstarter is going on right now. Yeah, definitely kick it. it. Yeah. And about the time you hear this, if you're listening when this episode is fresh, it's still going on, but you'll have to jump on it now. Get on it. Because if you hear this in a week, it's over with. Yeah, it's over with. But, but I'll say that they had the, the thing, um, what do you call it? It, it, it fulfilled in three goals, hours. stretch goals. Oh, it fulfilled it in made. three hours. It made in three hours. They blew through Funded. like his first 10 stretch goals just ridiculously fast. So they added like five more stretch goals. They blew through those. He added some more. They blew through that. I mean, but there's some some of the most talented DCC riders have uh, Michael Curtis. Uh, Michael Curtis, the Raven Crow King. Uh, I think Bob Brinkman or one of those guys. Anyway, but I know a number of people that you've probably heard their names if you play DCC are on tap to write adventures for this. They're part of the Kickstarter. So, and the one he we played that he's working on now is Blood and the Whiskey. I can't wait to run that one. That's a, a great adventure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And this is one thing that I was kind of getting at. Uh, as the long con, we can kind of go out and see some of these games like this too. And this is definitely something that I think is even more so on our radar now. And mm-hmm. we might try and do some arm twisting and get him to come to the long con oh, and run man. a game for you guys. That would be phenomenal. So picking yeah. you out the best of the best and trying to bring it home. Cause I know Cody, a friend of ours, he loves the system. He loves the flavor. He got to play with, uh, with me at David's table last year and he just ate it up with a spoon. And so, yeah, unfortunately he didn't get to come play this year. I know. And he was, very green Aww. yeah but anyway um had so much fun so after that we decided you know our good friends uh from michigan yes michigan? nope nope my bad minnesota set them up yep minnesota sorry minnesota my bad i'm i'm very tired i still have some con funk i, I get it out i'm still a little fuzzy but anyway um they came down it was uh brian bob chris and reed and they'd been there from thursday forward i think yeah thursday forward but I mention them now because we figured we got to treat these Yankees to some good Texas barbecue. So we took them to the Hard Eight. Yep, which is, I guess, an open pit barbecue. Absolutely. And you actually come through the little grill Corral. cooking area, mm-hmm. which I discovered, I think, when I got up the next day, put on my shirt so I could head to the shower. And I was like, I smell like freaking barbecue Delicious smoke still. barbecue. Which is nice. So I think I have discovered the cure for con funk. What you do to get rid of that smell is you make all the gamers walk through the open pit barbecue before they go into the game sessions. That is some next level thinking, sir. Showers no longer required. (laughs) Just a nice barbecue smoke bath. Maybe, anyway. maybe at Long Con this year, we'll be glazing people as they come in and just putting a fine <laughs> coat of barbecue sauce. I'm going to put a little bit of hickory smoke grease behind each ear or whatever. It works. But no, um, <clears throat> but no, so we, it's, and they loved it, you know, um, and, uh, and we, yeah, we, we, we enjoyed it and it was fun, you know, get a little barbecue treat after that. And those guys 
drove all the way down to game in, but that's because we've told them just gushed about how great ntrpg is so they had an adventure of their own they drove down yeah, yeah. I, i'm not sure if we've told that story on our podcast before maybe just the two smart guys and a friend yeah we drove up to lake geneva we went to the gary gygax stone and bob and brian were two other gamers there taking pictures they're like hey it's over here while we were looking around so we went up we took their picture and like are you the texas guys yeah we took like, their picture. They took our picture, and yeah, we we got to be pals with them. We had breakfast with them. We invited them to the game, and they got to game with uh, Ernie Gygax and James Ward, Chris Clark. You know, so I mean, they were. I think they were pleased with. Yeah, that was the, the, the best hookup that they yeah. ever made in gaming. I think. Yeah. So, but they're just a great bunch of guys. We actually got to play a game of DCC that Brian ran for us, and it had a really fun home game old school feel they ain't picking no pairs yeah exactly but yeah it was like it was it was fun you know look out for langenberry ain't no charlemagne yeah <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time they're a great bunch of guys and i really appreciate them making that drive down and I, i'm sure to, i know they had fun yeah we'll see them again yeah there is a talk of a return trip to lake geneva so yeah i'd love to Who do knows? that and I guess, yeah, we should mention uh, Alex Gygax. Oh, yeah, Alex Gygax. Was name drop, this name weekend. dropping again. He was there this weekend, but he was he was busy, and everybody wanted his time. He so still we, made some time to come over and talk with no, us. He did, Not no, that no. there were anybody. That's really just a shout-out yeah. to Alex being a great He's guy. phenomenal. To come talk to really us, nice nobody's. Guy. Well, I mean, the, the Gygaxes, I've, I've never heard a bad thing about any of them. But if you get a chance to uh, go up to Lake Geneva and check it out, man, can't say enough about it, can't say enough about Oh, man. Oh, the, the Kurds, man. The Kurds. I'm going to totally mess up this name. Fried uh, cheese Kurds. But it's... Uh, Alex Cameron? No. Oh. Clover up there. Is it Mark Clover? Who, who At the Lake Geneva Games. Oh, the game shop. Yeah. Oh, that guy was super nice to yeah. us. Yeah. So I may have messed up your first name, but I got we the We apologize. Name. Yeah. But super nice guy. He was very... Uh, um, yeah, he was great. Yeah. So yeah. that's a great spot to go if you should yeah. be up yeah, there. Yeah, cool game store. I love the game room is behind like a secret door, you know. But back to Texas and back to Saturday. Right on, right on. Better great. What time. came after that? Um <laughs> You may have to help me. <laughs> the devil made you do it. Oh, oh, oh yeah, the auction derp. Yeah. So anyway, um the midnight auction is become such a tradition. Um, we we had been I can remember the very first year it was somebody came up like hey there's about to be this auction like it was a secret you know and I thought ooh you're really in on something so I ran and grabbed Eddie and his father-in-law John and said hey there's this thing and that was the very first year they did it and it was like 30 people 35 crammed this little room at the old event space and here's you know Mike you know bad Mike wearing a little cheesy devil costume hopping around and riffing off this they're literally selling junk i mean it's like an empty gaming box or just things that that are either kind of risque or have something to do with like the devil or satan you know in the part of the game's name there's like a theme you see here so it's like tongue-in-cheek risque games or gaming products and he's riffing off of them or reading quotes and you just you laugh literally you laugh till your sides hurt the whole time well the secret's out i mean now there's a line to get into the auction and uh and so like last year it went like three hours but luckily somebody said hey keep it short and sweet so this year it was maybe what about an hour, hour a little bit half, more maybe. yeah but um which was kind of a nice sweet spot but it was a lot of fun and there's a lot of people that like uh bill barsh's son vent who they're both 
the Barshas are awesome. Um, ben, we've kind of watched him grow up over the last eight years at this con, you know, and now he's making a name for himself, I might add. And so, you know, he's kind of arrived because they made a point to tease him. They love to kind of pick and tease. And some of them are kind of inside jokes, but yeah, I mean, the people that have been coming to the con for years, but yeah, they, they, uh, they picked and teased on playfully, very, uh, uh, you know, in, in a good way. Yeah. In the auction. It was funny. Hilarious. But hilarious. The thing that was interesting, intriguing to everybody there was at one point they said, Matt, get out of this room. Exactly. And I was like, I will not because I was entirely too inebriated. Are you talking about the special item that they auctioned? Or? Yeah, the special item they auctioned. So one of the wonderful trash prizes that you could win, <laughs> that you could available for purchase, was a long con T-shirt, and it was one of the very first, very first from the, our very first wax con, seal. which I have no more of those. Me either. They're all gone. I'm wearing it. So yeah. we had talked about, you know, we really should put one aside, mm-hmm. and I don't think that ever happened. No. So they had the shirt for auction. I said. Why don't I pick it up? Yeah. Because the longer this bidding goes, the more of a free advertisement we get. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, it was nice that they, they spoke in, in, in nice terms as they were holding it up. They must have thought they were talking about somebody else. Yeah, they had us confused with some other con. Yeah, but they were super nice. And But the great thing was, so the rest of the evening, people that know us would come up and go, why did you bid on and win your own shirt? But I was like, I just tapped my... You know, my noggin, I was like, this is some, this is crazy like a fox. You know, I mean, now everybody's sitting around wondering, why would they buy their own shirt? They're thinking about us, the shirt, our con, hopefully. See what we did there. But anyway, yeah. But the other thing is, there's going to be a uh, rich backstory with this shirt now. Because if you get the NTRMPG version, then I've bought the shirt from them and uh, got their official endorsement. But the long con version is going to be that we have rescued our shirt from the evil clutches of the NTRPG. So I think that could be a lot of fun joking, going back and forth and it'll probably be one sided, but as long as we get our lap, that's all that matters. Yeah. And I made a lap after that at the, um, Dwarven Forge pate on the third, third, 13th floor. Hold on. Let's uh, mention Uh, one more thing that we've skipped so far. Go ahead. The three castles award winning. Oh, absolutely. I was going to get to that. I didn't forget, but, um, yeah, our good friend, uh, Ben Burns, He's been plugging away and producing a lot of great gaming content for for years, but this year, you know, lightning struck. He got he earned was he got the Three Castles Award, which is the prestigious award giving out to like the best game product by a handful of judges that are giants in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's ooh ah, you know, I mean, so yeah, Ben was. Very pleased, and yeah, we're and very proud of I believe that was for it. his Devil in the Swamp adventure. I believe so. Sounds yeah, right. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, but he's his product's great. I yeah, I thought he had one already. Yeah, this we That's assumed he'd already had a couple at the house on the shelf. I mean, oh, and but what a great year for Ben! On top of winning three castles, he took first place in the chariot race, yeah. and shoot he did one something else i mean you know that was one of the so yeah he, he this was a good year for for ben a little too good <laughs> we gotta find a way to like knock him down a peg <laughs> next time i see him i'm like hey what's up fred you know <laughs> but i guess we'll go into this at some time towards the end of the cast yeah. but we do believe that he will be able to come to long con spring roll awesome yeah ben would love to come to both of our cons but there's just some conflicts with our 
uh, November slot. November slot. Long Con Prime. Right on, yeah. Um, but also, as always, a big thanks to Doug, Ray, and Mike. You know, they put on this con, and we know, running a con now, not even near the size of theirs, what a Herculean effort. And, and to do it so well and to make it look so effortless, um, we appreciate them and they're, you know, and the people that work behind the scene to help them. And they help plug us too. So oh, absolutely. I mean, They've been a huge very, influence on us. Very uh, supportive. Very supportive. They, always. The only thing I can say is they didn't try and talk us out of it. <laughs> yeah. So that that's on nice. them. Yeah. But they let us put our little flyers and posters out and they say nice things about us when we're not around. Absolutely. So we, we appreciate them for that, but as well, we appreciate them putting on such a great con. This is, this is something I look forward to every year. It inspired say, us. And now it's like, a homecoming. And I'm going to say this was my, and I have fun every year, but this was my best year. I had so much fun this year. I loved it. I'm, well, I don't know if it's wrong to say that I had a good year at the con, but Long Con had a great year at the con. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was really great for us for the networking and all that. People so. were very flattering. I think they were blowing smoke, but they were very flattering. Yeah. You know, and it's, but hey, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Small victories. <laughs> it would Even if it's, complete you know smoke yeah, yeah smoke i mean i'll just keep on shooting it up in there you know but anyway okay so back to the party yeah well anyway i mean just i attended the party i kind of made a pass through and it was it's it's really nice and that's why i love that i had a lot of more free time this year because that's a lot of the fun for me is uh catching up with uh the friends I've made through the years at the con, you know, playing in their games and playing in my games. And I always feel bad that I wish I could spend more individual time. Like I wish I, uh, Paul, uh, Paul that was in my game and won first place, super great guy. Wish I could have had more time to talk with him. Um, me and Ben got to talk a couple of times, which was great. I really didn't get a chance. Every time I try to approach, uh, old Bill Barsh, you know, somebody already had his ear, you know, or Doug, he's holding court. You just can't get near Doug hardly. But, you know, they're busy and stuff. But I, I just, if I could have, I wish I'd had more time to spend talking to our good friends at the con, you know. Yeah, you always get wrapped up and the schedules are packed so tightly that sometimes you only get maybe five minutes to talk to somebody. Because you're trying to get a bite to eat, try to use the bathroom, you know, drop some stuff off in your room and get something else. Um, but as much as I've, if I, I if, 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 if I, I tried to run a game in every slot this year and Eddie's like, don't. Ugh. You're going to kill yourself. You're going to be miserable. But I love to run games, and I love the reaction with the players. But it's it was nice this year just to run three games and only play. Yeah, I ran couple. two. Yeah, and just kind of take it easy. I think that was why I had more fun this year, kind of pull back. I like to usually try and leave myself an open game slot to not play games in so I will get a chance to chat with some people. And I actually ran one game off list. So I'm telling you, I mean, if you catch me at the con – and I've got enough caffeine in me. Maybe bribe me with liquor. I like Western Sun vodka. I might run something off list, you know, for somebody. Or, or uh, trick him into going outside and beat the hell out of him with a bunch of sticks. Uh, it's that, whatever you want to do. Exactly. <laughs> I encourage you to do either one. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I think that'll wrap up pretty much the con right there. It's not completely over yet, but almost. Um. What else did we have to do? It seems like Sunday was pretty much a goodbye, which yeah. it always is for us. We used to sign up for games, but 
we never made it to it. Uh, one never. more thing for Saturday is this podcast is going a little bit longer, but I think Saturday night, even after all that, after the midnight auction, we stayed up for another four hours or something talking yeah. about our con experiences so far. So you really are getting the short version of it. We're doing our yeah, best. Yeah, trust me. We try to keep this mean and lean. But, uh, what, again, I've already mentioned him, but um, but Christian H., who came up and talked to us, apparently he's one of our listeners. Again, thank He's you. our listener. Yeah, one and only, but no. Um, but, no, we appreciate him, and we appreciate all of you that, that take the time. Um, and a suggestion he gave us, because we kind of pried it out of him, was basically, yeah, probably keep it short. But he, it said, he would like maybe more frequently. Which I've always said, but problem with that i'm not putting this on matt i'm putting it on matt's schedule oh yeah no i i have no shame in my game i'll tell folks i'd love to but lately uh we've been shorthanded at my job where i work 12 14 and 16 hour days and i'm an old dog <laughs> but uh but i keep it up but no it's it's i've been really super crazy busy and then there's home life and all that and yeah and getting fired up for cons. locally oh and i've been doing a lot of prep work hopefully people can appreciate it's one reason why at least it pays off if you enjoy my games and not to toot my own horn, but I put some serious prep work into it. But anyway, but Christian, thanks for being a listener, and thanks for coming out. And I hate you couldn't play any of my games, but we appreciate you and the other listeners. And if and hey, if you have any more great ideas like that, give us some input. You know. So Sunday. Yeah, we uh, slept in. <laughs> I was I was a, a little hungover, um, but we went over to Denny's against the. <laughs> some people try to talk me out of it, but you know. But we went over there with uh, our friends from up in Minnesota, um, and uh, had a had a hearty breakfast, and and you know, kind of said our goodbyes and party company. And I drove home through that damn Dallas traffic, hungover, bleary eyed. We only almost died once. Yeah, just that one time. Um, but you know, jamming out to anything from you know No Show George Jones to you know Glenn Danzig and uh, Sepultura. We you know, I keep a wild mix. Mm-hmm. for my ride but yeah just to kind of wrap it up like i said we went out we played some new games we talked to a lot of vendors yeah a lot NTRPG. of new vendors and old vendors not old but you know ones have been around old timers oh yeah old-timers. we try to cherry pick some of that for you too if you see something that's really interesting there oh yeah we try to bring it back home to the long the, con the guy that does the cool resin casting i hope he follows through he said he's interested in coming and um, we'll have the frogs. The frogs are coming. Right on, right on. I spoke to Donahue and some others, you know. Which we is saw Hitting Games in Houston. Our old buddy I mean. Mojo, you know. Yeah, he's uh, going to come as a player probably yeah. for the next Long Con, but maybe Long Con Spring he'll be vending again. Cool. That'd be awesome. So, like I said, the frogs. Oh, Nord Games is talking about coming out. Oh, that'd be which, awesome. Great stuff. A lot I mean, of system neutral stuff. And this the cool thing is you don't have to buy a ticket to interact with our vendors. We believe in, you know, people want to just come in and interact with vendors. Great. You know. We're trying to uh, nail down Ben at New Comet Games. I think he'll be for the spring roll. Awesome. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. I guess now that we're talking about spring roll so much, we'll just say we're looking in Longview. We're looking at adding in board games towards the very end of April. Yeah. I don't want to put anything up start selling tickets yet selling badges yet until we've got a little more locked right in now, a little bit yeah but if i had to make a bet it's going to be in texas in april that's all i'll say <laughs> all right well hey again thanks for listening and uh, catch you next time have a good one guys we're out